Welcome back to the Happy Positive Energy Game podcast with me, your host, Luke Anning. I hope you'll be beautiful people feeling bright and warm. And if not, that's exactly why I'm here today. Last episode, we talked about the secret formula to achieving any goal. And that was part one of this series. So if you haven't listened to that, it is crucial that you go back to that last episode because this episode is not going to make sense. So click on my profile, click on the Happy Positive Energy Game, scroll to the secret formula to achieving any goal, part one, and listen back to that one and then come on in. It's only 12 minutes, but you're going to take so, so much from it. So make sure you come back to that. If you've already listened to that and you want to get a little reframe of where you're at so you can go into this two-part series, then do so as well. So last episode, I talked about the ups and downs of the emotional cycle of your goals. The five-step model model in how psychologically and neurologically that works with your emotions within your brain and how that ties towards your success. So now what? It's like, great, okay, I know the steps, but how can I help myself? Well, listen up, get your notes out, we're dialing it in. I think this is going to be wildly helpful for you if you're the 7% of people that actually apply this to your daily life. So remember last episode, we were talking about the uninformed optimism stage. Step one, you're excited, you're optimistic. Now, despite this being the optimistic and uninformed stage of how challenging your goal could possibly be, if you want to utilize this stage, I've got something that is really, really powerful I use with all my clients. So I want you to actually capitalize on your excitement and make a rewards list. It's not the reward itself, but the expectation of a reward that most powerfully influences emotional reactions and memories. So reward learning occurs when we experience something unexpected, when the actual reward differs from what we otherwise would predict. So look at it like this. If a reward is greater than anticipated, your dopamine signaling in your brain increases. But if a reward is less than expected, your dopamine signaling decreases. In contrasting, correctly predicting a reward does not alter dopamine signaling because we aren't learning anything new. So what you want to do at stage one is when you set a new goal is draw up a list of benefits that you hope to achieve and the rewards along the way. Look at them as like mini milestones. And these are going to motivate you later on because you can reflect on these goals. You can reflect on these rewards. It's one of the coolest things I did. One of the first rewards that I ever gave myself for getting my first client was I just had steak, five pounds. That was it. I was like, this is the reward that I'm going to give. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to get a haircut from my favorite barbers. And then I'm going to take myself out for dinner. And then I'm going to I'm gonna invest in um, a new coach. Like all of these things like were little step ups and they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it got to hell. I'm going to go traveling for six weeks. But it felt like a reward rather than just a spend. And so many of us get caught up in spending when we're trying to fill a valley of disappointment and a void of not feeling good enough, when actually one of the best ways to control your money mindset is to set up a rewards list, particularly when you start a new goal. Now, it doesn't have to be just money. You could use M&Ms. You could use, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna do this new program right out if you're a coach. And Within that program, I'm going to need modules. Okay, and for each module I do, I'm going to give myself a Haribo. It's up to you how you want to reward yourself, but lean into it. So stage two, you've moved into informed pessimism. 
And I found that in this stage is where many people procrastinate. And the reason why we procrastinate is we doubt our ability to actually achieve the goal. So the brain automatically says, okay, well, if you're checking out, I'll check out and we'll go back into our old pattern since that's what's most efficient. We talked about this a few episodes ago with the aspect of how to neurologically shift your mindset. But what you want to do is you want to revisit your goals to make sure that they're still achievable or adjust them to match your new understanding of your situation. This is an incredible space for journaling. So the study by UCLA, which is uh, the, oh my God, I, I actually can't remember. That's, that's bugged me. It's bugged me. I love how I'm super serious in this podcast and then other times I'm just like, ah. So the University of California, Los Angeles looked into the brain imaging of people during journal therapy. Their research revealed that essentially the association of written words helps you to make an informed experience or trauma less intense. And during this test, patients were shown an angry face, which in turn caused a region of the brain called the amygdala to increase in activity. So the amygdala is your fear operating part of your brain. And it's used to activate alarms in your body to protect yourself. And even when the people were shown these images subliminally, the amygdala responded. In the same way that you hit the brake when you're driving, when you see a yellow light or a red light, if you're speeding a little bit quick, when you put feelings into words, you seem to be hitting the brake on your emotional responses. So each time you journal, your brain's reaction can be less intense, which makes it easier to express important or trapped feelings that can lead to a better treatment. And this is how journaling can work when you're starting to step into the valley of despair. You may also want to look for a mentor or support network to help you deal with the challenges and the self-sabotaging thoughts. For me, I did this when I first ever started coaching. I was, I'd been fitness training, I'd been bodybuilding for, well, supposedly bodybuilding for a good three years, but I really had no idea what I was doing. I was watching YouTube videos and then going from there, but I needed an actual fitness coach. So I got a fitness coach. And it's the same when I was growing my business. I initially got a great client base straight away because I've come from my own fitness transformation, but I had no idea how to run a business and I had no idea that my mindset was holding me back. So I was like, damn. I need a mindset mentor. So I got a mindset mentor. So stepping into step four, informed optimism. In this phase, you'll, like we said last episode, you'll start to feel confident that you've made the right choice. You'll look at the change with more experienced eyes and you'll feel less anxious about your problems. This is a cool analogy that'll help you understand what we're talking about. So imagine you're going out for food. Maybe it's your favorite food joint. And you sit down, you... The waiter comes over, gives you some water, maybe some bread, depending where you're at. And you order your favorite food and you can you can see it coming. You can almost smell it on the way over and you see it coming. And it gets put in front of you and you're like, mm. you tuck into that first bite and it's, it's like, it's like a mouth orgasm. <laughs> you're like, mm, this is so good. But what happens is this actually activates the reward centers of the brain. These areas, specifically the ventral striatum and the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, which are the reward centers that respond to pleasurable experiences, such as eating your favorite food or winning a prize, are triggered. And you can also use this by using affirmations to make sure that you stay positive. They activate the same part of your brain. 
And this is a cool stage because you might actually be in a position to support others at this point because you've just moved in to this aspect of finding something that works. And this is why I love it when people come into my group containers. They're new coaches and as they've come along the process, it's incredible to see a question that they would have asked earlier in their own journey. And they now start to step into being able to answer that exact same question. And this is an effective way to actually cement new information. And you may even inspire someone else to embark on a similar change. That's why whenever I'm giving you guys podcasts, I want you to listen back to the episodes. I want you to repeat back what you're learning in this. Recycle, because as you ingrain that knowledge into your brains, you can then teach others to do the same. How cool is that? And it means we all stepping are all stepping towards a, a greater purpose. So stage five is completion. That satisfaction of like, yes, I did it. The highest dopamine, the highest reward. And I think this is what everybody misses out on whenever they do this which is celebrating your success and thanking the people who supported you during the change process, but actually truthfully reflect. So we did this in my Grow Your Badass Business Archives, where we did this during the psychological goal setting exercise. And it's what's going into my journaling back end of my blast off calls with my new clients. They're often sometimes forgetting how much they've actually achieved to this point. And it's crucial to highlight that at the end of the cycle of goals and the start of something new. Because finally, before you move on, you want to reflect on what went well and what you learned. Otherwise, you can breeze past it without ever reflecting and and winning on your achievements. And I see that in so many coaches, so many people who are so successful. They feel like they're never actually celebrating what they're doing because they're always go, go, go. And they don't actually reflect on the success they're having. So in order to utilize these five stages, one, uninformed optimism. You want to write about your goals for later motivation and create a rewards list to increase dopamine. Informed pessimism and value despair. Get journaling and look to a mentor or coach and reflect a ton on your original goals. Number four, informed optimism. Step into affirmations. Number five, completion of reflection and winning and thanking and thanking yourself. And I want to give a quick shout out. If you're a coach or wanting to be a coach listening to this, I have a 9K giveaway for your mindset and business growth. We've launched my new program, Grow Your Badass Business. So if you want to become a founding member of this program, you'll get a golden golden ticket opportunity for my one-to-one container. Drop me an Instagram saying 9K to enter and apply for the giveaway. And for that said, if you took anything from this podcast, if there's anything that landed, who did you know? Because ultimately, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about getting these messages to people that genuinely need it so they can raise their vibrations and for us to create this happier, positive energy game of life. So next episode's, I am going to talk about a little, little guest episode for you. So with that said, I'll catch you in that next one. So for everybody listening, I'll see you there. Keep moving forwards. Don't ever stop. I appreciate you and hope you have an awesome.